Tom Skilling joins us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, how are you today? Lisa, I'm fine. Good to talk to you. It was a busy week last week. No question about it. Some of the images on your Facebook about the debris churned up by Hurricane Ian, it's just something to see. So let's talk about that. What exactly is that? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, The resolution on these satellites is so amazing anymore that we can see the dirt and debris that are churned up by the high waves and the, the storm surge. And, of course, Ian was uh, uh, just a catastrophic storm, a Cat 4, just a few miles per hour, shy of a top-tier Cat 5, with 155-mile-per-hour winds when it went ashore. The waves it creates, it creates, Lisa, turns up much as happens on Lake Michigan, uh, dirt from the bottom of the, uh, uh, the ocean and also from the shoreline. And, of course, there's all kinds of debris thrown into the water, as uh, these storms come in and destroy property and boats and everything else. You can see that on the satellite. So the before-after shots are really stunning. We also can peer into the eye of these storms and see these little so-called vortices that swirl around it. The eye itself is relatively calm, but around the periphery of it, you get these little swirls uh, that uh, rotate uh, right where the uh, calm winds butt up against the winds around the, the donut uh, of strong winds that surround these storms. So it's it's a fascinating era. We didn't used to be able to see things like that with this kind of clarity. Yeah, and Tom posted it all on his social media channels. Tom Skilling from WGN-TV. So put it into perspective for us. You and all of your fellow colleagues in meteorology, yeah. I'm sure, are discussing this storm as you do every major weather crisis. Uh, what's yeah. your takeaway? Well, it's uh, it's amazing. I'll tell you one thing. You know, the storm in hitting the western uh, coast, this is an area where a lot of Midwesterners uh, with uh, what I suspect are low hurricane experiences uh, tend to settle, you know, around Fort Myers and uh, areas like that. And I, I'm always amazed at the number of people that will not heed warnings. Now, initially, the storm, the center of it was forecast to go into Tampa. It ended up going into Fort Myers. But always throughout the uh, term of this storm's approach on the West Coast, uh, Fort Myers and the area that was so terribly hit were within the cone that was indicated, uh, you know, when we put out those tracks. You know, authorities have said for a long time it takes about a million dollars a mile to uh, evacuate a coastline. And these coastlines are so heavily populated anymore that you really have to start getting people out of there two to three days ahead of time because the traffic jams that result by the evacuation can be um, just formidable. Um, so it's it's a terrible thing. You also have to face the fact that a lot of folks don't have anywhere to go. Right. Uh, you know, not something of a housing shortage in Florida anyway. So if you were out on a, the island and told that, you know, the island is going to go underwater, where would you go? The hotel rooms fill up quickly even hundreds of miles away from the point where landfall is occurring. So it's a real dilemma in these coastal areas and one that, you know, we've anticipated and feared for a long time. The story of the survivors continued to inspire me. I saw the story of a former police officer who swam a mile to get to his Uh. 82-year-old mom's house. He got there. The water was up to her neck. She is wheelchair-bound. 
And he, he took a picture when he looked through the window to tell the family, I got to her. She's now being treated for a bacterial infection. And that's the problem, whether it's here or elsewhere. When you have all those storm waters, you got to keep your dogs and your kids. You need to stay out of them because they're filled with all types of bad things, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear stories about people's skin being ripped open by nails and boards that are floating around and bobbing around in, in waves and winds. Uh, you know, it, it really is miraculous anybody gets through that. Uh, you, you're so right about that, Lisa. It's it's terrible. Tom Skilling is with us on to better news. Well, that is if you like cooler weather, because the weather is definitely changing this weekend. We'll talk about the harvest and the marathon. But first, Mary Vandeveld has a quick look at our weather today in Chicago and a check on traffic. And then we come back with Tom Skilling. <laughs> Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Tom Skilling joins us on Tuesdays. It's not only Taco Tuesday, Tom, it's actual National Taco Day. Is that something that you like? Do you consume those? Love tacos. Yeah, I don't have them near often enough. How about you? Uh, Uh, One of my favorites. I love them. And uh, Rick (laughs) Bayless actually served me a taco a week ago. I went to this thing called Tacos and Tequila, and he's going to join us on the show later on today. So maybe we'll get his best recipe. Yeah. Well, if anybody knows how to prepare a bean taco, it would be Rick. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah. So, Tom, the, the marathon, Sunday yeah. morning is going to be a little chilly, isn't it? Well, you know, I think the racers like that. We've had so many years in recent years in which, you know, we had temperatures that were too warm for the racers. We'll start, I think, in the low and mid 40s uh, along the race route, which is uh, right along you know, Lake Michigan are close to it here. And uh, so I think they'll like that. It'll be a west-northwest wind blowing at race time, uh, maybe 8 to 16 miles per hour. Inland areas may have gotten into the 30s, but I think near the lake, it'll probably be in the low and mid-40s at race time and warm up to perhaps the low 60s Sunday afternoon. I I think the racers are going to tell you they like that, Lisa. Yeah, I would guess it certainly gives those elite athletes a chance to get done before the warm weather comes in, because those those people that race think that 60 is warm. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the harvest, because I'm telling yeah. you what, the farmers in my neck of the woods are gung-ho. They've had nothing but beautiful weather, and it's going great. Oh, it's gorgeous. And I, I was talking to my friend, uh, John Hazard, down in Will County. He tells me the eels look like they're going to be... Uh... Okay, um, so I, but it has been. It's been a beautiful harvest season, and overall a good growing season around here. I think most farmers we've had some dry spots, uh, but it'll be interesting to hear what the yields are when the the crop comes in. But we're definitely in that territory, that time of the year. No question about it. And is the coolest air of the season on the way this weekend? Is that what we're looking forward yes. to? And how long has it been since it's been this chilly? Well, you have to go back to uh, early in mid-May to get uh, the temperatures. We, for instance, on Friday and Saturday, will have the first back-to-back daytime temperatures that failed to get out of the 50s since May, five months ago. And the uh, nighttime 30s will uh, also be the first that we've seen uh, uh, in the city. We'll probably even get some 30s in the city or at least part of it, uh, on Friday night and uh, Saturday morning, uh, as you get out in the west end of the city especially. That'll be the first 30s we've seen around here, Lisa, since uh, May. So it's an honest-to-goodness autumn-like cool spell coming. 
My fingers are always crossed for snow, Tom. Always. Always. I always want snow. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's hard to commute in, but you can't, you know, there's a certain beauty to it. I I agree with you. I'm kind of on the same page, Lisa. No question about it. By the way, we were up in Alaska last week when all this was going on with Ian. We had a long planned climate change report that we're putting together. And we went up there to look at the glaciers. The fall colors were extraordinary, just beautiful. And that's what we'll be seeing here in the next couple of weeks in our area, already starting. Can't wait. Can't wait. And I know you've been working on this climate change piece for yes. months and months and months. Is is it going to happen this year? Are you holding on till next year? I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, it will happen later this this month. And oh, Lisa, we'll be telling you about it. We planned three nightly reports on our new show, and then we're going to fashion a program out of it. We've been out to Lake Mead outside Las Vegas, which, of course, is the biggest reservoir in the country, the water source for Las Vegas at a record low. We've been out to the scientists at NASA Goddard outside of Washington, D.C. And then last week, we're up in Alaska looking at the glaciers and their retreat. Talked to a climatologist out there and a radio host uh, wanted to get his uh, what his listeners are saying to him about uh, climate change. And there's a general consensus up there. It's going on um, because they can see the glaciers pulling back and all. But it's it's very interesting the way the weather up there interacts with the weather down here. It's all interconnected. So we're not, you know, none of us live on an atmospheric island. The whole thing is an interconnected system. So I think you'll find the report interesting. Very interesting. I cannot wait to see it. I know how many hours you've put into it, and I appreciate your work so much. So uh, before I let you go, let's get the forecast from here on out. Well, beautiful weather the next couple of days. There'll be a little more cloud cover tomorrow, Wednesday, with maybe a few little spotty showers. Thursday, more cloudy than not as we get that front through the area in the afternoon. So it'll start mild, but the winds will turn northwest and pick up. Could be gusting to near 40 miles an hour later Thursday and rather gusty above 30 on Friday from the north. Friday will be a partly cloudy day, but there'll be lake effect rain showers going into northwest Indiana and perhaps our Chicago shoreline. But then those get out of here on the weekend. The weekend looks pretty nice. Uh, You know, a lot of sunshine on Saturday and Sunday. Just cool. We're talking mid-50s, both uh, Friday and Saturday around here, and low 60s on Sunday, Lisa. Sounds fantastic. Always great to talk to you, Tom. Have a beautiful day. You too. Always good to talk to you. Next week, I'll talk to you then, Lisa. Take care. All right. We'll be watching you on WGN-TV. Coming up next, Steve has your news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.